You're the right mom for your kids. Bite-sized pep talks just for you by me, Christy Thomas, is available everywhere on Amazon (laughs) on December 5th. Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. This is part two of my conversation with my dear friend, Nada. She got to read an advanced copy of You're the Right Mom for Your Kids, and then she agreed to interview me. And it was such a delight, and I want to just kind of drip these out. There will be one more after this. But I hope that you hear the joy and the camaraderie. I hope you feel seen at the end of this episode, which is how I hope the book leaves you feeling too. But you have always been exactly the right mom for your kids, and I am so glad that you are here on earth at this exact moment as me. And maybe in 50 years, someone will read this book and hear these sort of words, and I'll be so glad they're on earth and that I left words for them. I can't wait for you to read it. In my house, what's helped me with teenagers where, like you said, and you say it in your book too, and I love it. Ask them about things you don't know about and let them teach you things. You know, wisdom goes in all directions. And my children have said life-changing little things to me, you know, just off the dome and it's not nothing to them. And I'm like, wow, you know, totally. and so I'm glad that I don't come from the perspective that I hold the wisdom and I'm a standard they have to achieve, you know. And, you know, I think that's a cultural shift. And I, at least I hope it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a book I was reading recently about kids and how the start of democracy, which is pretty recent in terms of like human development, has completely mm-hmm. upended the parent-child relationship because mm, kids can sense that. in the air like that they deserve rights from the moment they're born, yes. right? Like there's not a hierarchy of king and serf and all of these things, the cats, um, that humans are just worthy and and that changes how we have to parent. And I think we're still in the cycle of adjusting to that. I agree. I think our generation, I mean, it, probably everybody felt this way. I just feel like our generation of parents is um, just embracing the changes that come along a little bit better than the generation. I hope so. Us. That's our yeah. biggest hope. But I feel right? like we're out on the edge of the frontier and like don't have, because I don't want to fall back on the things that were done before. Like I'm not interested in having right. that type of children are seen and not heard type of relationship with my children. And so we're kind of making it up as we go along. But, and I just think you're so brave because you're like making it up and reflecting (laughs) on it in real time and you're doing such a good job. I keep trying. I mean, right. And then we can talk about social media and kids or just social media and parenting or mothering Mm -hmm. and how that impacts all of us. It's, it's a wild west out here in so many ways. No, it is. And when you said that, it made me think of that time that you sent that meme to me that was like, things your kids need to do before they can get on a screen. And I was like, I think that's what moms should do. And so you changed the yep. meme. So talk a little bit about that, because you definitely touch on that in your book. What do you think about moms and social media? I think you need to give yourself permission to turn it off more often mm-hmm. than you think. But go right. on there and find people, because there are 
villages of moms on the internet that are loyal and true and amazing Mm -hmm. and the best humans you can find. But also, no one is living your exact life. Whatever you're seeing out there, don't compare yourself. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So what, what, um, what have you learned as something that sort of says to you, I've had enough internet today? Like, what does it feel like to you when you're like, it's time to shut it off? It's when I, when I sit down and I can only first think about scrolling my phone versus having Mm -hmm. a conversation with someone in my house, I know that I've had too much. Like when my brain just wants that easy path, of dopamine, mm-hmm. it means that I've, I've had too much. I've made it too easy to like not live my actual life. Right. That's what I've been noticing lately is when it starts to feel like I can tell I'm trying to just escape mm-hmm. the present moment that I'm in. I think we should give ourselves permission sometimes to escape our we present need moment. We need to. But yeah. It's such an easy way to do it. Oh, just too much. Yeah. You know, it's just so. Going on a walk is harder. Yeah. Going for a swim is harder. Taking the dog out is harder. You know what right. I mean? And those are all through escape. Yeah. But that would do better things for your brain. So I was just asking on social media this morning about like, how do you store your apples? And someone said, um, like they have them everywhere because they live by this rule that Michael Pollan, the food guy said that if you're not hungry enough for an apple, that you're not actually hungry. Mm -hmm. Which is such kind of that same idea. Like if you're not willing to like eat something crunchy and uh, look at something for nourishment, then maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe you need to do something different. So I try to like put roadblocks in my path of like, Mm -hmm. oh, could I do a Sudoku puzzle? Or, oh, could I read a book? Or, oh, could I draw? Mm -hmm. Like, and it takes so much work. And we know it takes so much work because we have to do the same sort of things for our kids and technology too. Like they put all these speed bumps in to like Mm -hmm. remind ourselves that there's like this whole amazing life. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I feel like the speed bumps that we have for our kids, it should be across the board in the house. Yeah. So like all those lists that you said, yeah, that meme list, which is like not a meme, like people use these lists for summertime to like try to have mm-hmm. roadblocks for their kids. And if we're doing that for our kids, <laughs> if yeah. we're doing it for our kids, then we need to be living up to that same standard ourselves. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that made me think of that I think you touch on in your book is that we sort of have gotten this message over and over again that you have to be a standard and set an example, but it's always couched in such a negative framework. You know what I mean? And so one thing, and I know, I know the influence of Julie Bogart here, but, um, I think it took hold of both of us is the idea that the example you should really be setting is that of a woman who's enjoying being an adult, being a mother, all of that. So can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah. Like, adulting of it all? We, I think that there's this whole marketing scheme everywhere around us that, the way to get you to buy something or to change something in your life is to feed into like the negative part of what you want to change. But mm-hmm. it's never actually like helpful for the long run. We always want to embrace the strengths that we have and lean in mm-hmm. more towards that. Like, yeah, I want to be this awesome adult that has so much fun in life that my kids mm-hmm. want to grow up. Um, and while right. I might want to freeze them in one point in time because they're so cute, like, but I want them mm-hmm. to grow up 
And I want to see mm-hmm. all of that. And I think the more we can lean into the parts that we're really good at in our mothering, then right. you get to be really good at like raising chickens and we can mm-hmm. go visit you. And that's something I will never have a talent for because birds right. kind of scare me. But um, I find so many people are afraid of birds. I had no idea. (laughs) But like I can do other things and lean into really fun ways of living. And and that's that's the joy of mothering besides people and to Mm -hmm. the joy of savoring your own life. Like find your strength. I I think it comes from school. Like we're always trying to fix ourselves and You've never needed right. to be fixed. You've always been a walking miracle. Yep. Yeah. How do you think we, um, what's the mental switch? What's the paradigm shift that takes us from looking at other women and thinking, you know, we all believe the lie. We should be good at everything. Right. So what's the paradigm shift that we can do in our own mind so that we just start loving other women, loving motherhood, loving their version of it. That's different than ours and all the things they're good at. You and I both were homeschoolers forever. And so we've crossed paths with women that we have nothing in common with theologically or, you know, but I've had such great experiences with those people because of the skill set that they bring and the perspective that they bring. Um, and you know, their perspective is different than mine, but I like other people's perspectives. So, but how do we do that paradigm shift where we go, that's my sister who doesn't do what I do, but I love what she does. I think that, I don't think there's an easy answer here. I think Mm -hmm. that once you decide that you're only going to celebrate your own strengths, um, then, mm-hmm. then celebrating other people's strengths is like this natural overflow because there's not a yeah. scarcity of strengths out there. Um, no, there's yeah. an abundance of strengths and like you see someone else lit up by their amazing life or this one really good thing. Like you can make a badass scarf and I can't. That's fantastic. Or whatever mm-hmm. it is, like, I just want to savor you and to savor that energy you're radiating because you are Mm -hmm. so cool. And I think it comes from being able to let ourselves off the hook for, for the things that we're bad at and deciding to let those things roll. It's the Jamie Lee Curtis meme, right? That a word show moment where she was so excited for that other person winning when she was also Mm -hmm. on the competition for it. So that's the paradigm yeah. shift when you start to have that that competitive. Yeah, we're only going to celebrate and collaborate. Really try. Yeah. you know what I mean. We have to think of her. Yeah, we only want to celebrate and collaborate with each other. Like, yeah, no collaborations where it's at, and I I think that that is innate to womanhood and innate to motherhood, um, the desire to collaborate and not compete. Yeah, it. This is that 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 need for community that we keep coming back to, Mm -hmm. right? Like motherhood is lonely because we've decided we're doing it alone, but parallel to each other. Like we're stuck in parallel play during motherhood Mm -hmm. and we don't know how to break out of that. Right. And I I wish we could see what a recent development is to live that Uh way. You know what I mean? It's not even, I mean, it's happened within basically our lifetime. Uh that we think it's normal. Yeah. And then add an Instagram where like people are sharing their best of the best all the time. And you can feel Mm -hmm. really crappy really easily. If that's the, Uh if that's the take you want. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask, or one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because I did it with you for a little bit, is your running streak. Oh, yeah. That was a really main thing for you. You definitely mentioned it in the book. Um, I know just from my short running streak, yours was years long. Um, I couldn't believe how profound the effect was on mm-hmm. me to do this thing that um, it's not even like I enjoyed it. You know, I ran a mile a day for a few months and then we had a hurricane and I got out of the habit and you know how I am. I just never got back to it. But um, can you talk a little bit about what your running streak was for you and what it did for you and what you learned from it? It, it is a miracle healing method. I think, mm-hmm. I think that, so the running streak idea is one mile a day, no matter the pace, mm-hmm. just one mile. And so I think the official thing is that it has to be like faster than a 14 minute mile. But for me, it just became, let's do one mile. Um, and it was, you started and then didn't you hurt yourself right after you started and you were like, or you were moving? I we remember were in the middle of moving. I was living with my parents park. and my three kids when we started and Adam was out of state at a school and yeah, he, he saw someone with a shirt on and then he asked them questions and he was like, we could do this together, like apart and have something mm-hmm. to talk about. So it started there. And then it was also like the one year anniversary of a surprise miscarriage. And so mm-hmm. that the timing of like something I can do with my husband that like can be far apart, but together. And then like I can heal how I think about my body and friend her again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it takes so much effort to to feel home in your body as a woman. Yeah. I don't know if men have that yeah, same struggle, but like it is a giant struggle for most women to feel at home in their body. And so the act mm-hmm. of nurturing myself and giving up the idea of a pace and just showing up mm-hmm. or always showing up, like making that the goal right. to always show up for me was so healing. Um, and yeah, I did it for a long, long time. And then, and then we came somewhere and I was like, okay, I need to reassess. I'm going to pause this goal for now and switch the Mm -hmm. 30 day goals. Um, but it, it taught me so much about how to show up for myself. Yeah. And then any, any miles good enough. I think that's pretty profound. You know what I mean? Like the pace didn't matter. Um, yeah. The the pace never matters. Like I have this toy turtle by my kitchen sink because that fable about how the tortoise wins is one of mm-hmm. my favorite things in life. The revolutionary idea that if you just show up, the tiniest actions over and over again will be what leads you to like the path that you want to be on versus speed. Right. Well, and that same lesson circles back to what we were saying about friendship, that it's just showing up and seeing people over and over again. That's the magic of it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. So you talk a lot about um, rest in your book. And so when I was reading it, what I wrote down was that rest should be a preventative and not a restoration. And so what do you think are some of the obstacles that we put in front of ourselves that keep us from resting? Because even really religious people I know, that's like, the one biblical commandment they feel comfortable just completely ignoring is the commandment to rest, you know? So what, what do you, why do you think that is? What keeps us from resting and what, what do you think we should do about um, it? Because the only thing we truly value is our productivity, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
we judge each other. We judge ourselves really harshly. Like you see those hot mess mom memes and it's always about dishes or laundry. It's not about right. how happy the kids look in that moment. Right. It's about the mm-hmm. dishes or the laundry. And yeah, like we yeah. got to keep things hygienic, but like that's a personal level of what that looks like. And so mm-hmm. I think that we've forgotten that we deserve to rest that rest is important. We undervalue sleep. We undervalue taking a deep breath and we hold our breath all day long. We've forgotten that this is that mothering of ourselves, that we -hmm. don't really want our kids to live in this ragged existence, racing from one thing to another. So it's time to model women who know how to rest. Yes, girl. Yes. So whatever yeah. that looks like, if it's like a steamy book club, go read the steamy novel, right? If it's long mm-hmm. baths, if it's nature walks, if it's taking photos, rest can be physically active, but emotionally mm-hmm. calm too. Right. Mental mm-hmm. rest. We need mental rest because we're always, um, like one of the things I wrote down um, from one of the passages in your book was that we are, you write that we're experts on our children and I read this book at the beginning of the pandemic about this woman who died of cancer. And one of her husband's like profound realizations after she was gone was that she was an expert on her kids. Um, and so I always say, I always am talking about food when I say this, but we keep like the Excel yeah. spreadsheet in our mind of what everybody likes. And um, it's so hard to explain that to a not mother that what that, why that makes you tired, Yes, you know? And so for you, it's lean into play. Yes. That's always been sort of your touchstone. So what do you, I mean, I think I remember right when you were starting to like be a businesswoman and, you know, gaining the confidence to put your wonderful self and ideas out into the world. One of the first questions you asked was moms, how do you play? Yeah. And so um, how do you play, Christy? I draw, I read, I take a lot of photos. I move my body. I like to dance like with bad mm-hmm. rhythm and just move with no freedom, with all freedom, with no beat. All freedom, yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes I sit at the piano, especially if my kids aren't home because they are much better musicians than I ever am. <laughs> and so I like to play in a way that's not judged by anyone. That's important, right? right? very talented people yeah. in your house. <laughs> um, and I like to play by letting myself have adventures with or without my family and mm-hmm. by um, using social media sometimes, like building connections with people. Like social play is play. Bantering. Mm-hmm. We're about to watch Christmas movies nonstop and that will be play. So mm-hmm. I think play yeah. is play is what you choose with joy to do. So I think that that's the misunderstanding is that play isn't like that pretend play that we see little kids do, or it doesn't have to be jump roping and jump rope rhymes or climbing trees. Um, It can be, or even Minecraft, right? Whatever we see our Mm -hmm. kids play, we have this tainted view of what play looks like as like this one singular type of childhood experience. But play in my soul is when you choose to do something for the joy of it. So it could be baking bread. It could be all sorts of things, but it's just acknowledging that your soul chose it for joy and not productivity. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, oh, sorry, that got me in my face. For a <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just riding the wave of this whole experience, and I'm so glad you're here with me. You've inspired me. You've given me hope. You've cheered me on, and I can't wait for you to read and see how the book feels in your hands or digitally and find the little surprises inside of it. I don't want to give too much away. So for today's self-care, I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you played? And then think of three ways that you can play. I gave you some ideas of how I play in this episode, but let you do you and figure out how you play and schedule 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a half an hour, an hour if you can. And play. Let your hair down. Motherhood is way too serious to be serious all the time. And then with your family, I think the number one thing to do right now is to go to the grocery store if you can. Find the grocery store that you can afford. And if you can, help your kids buy some snacks and some food for other people. It is December now. And it is so easy to be wrapped up in consumerism. So take the time as a family to figure out ways to give back. And if it's not the grocery store because that's out of your budget of giving, then maybe you can clean the car and just find the extra coins. And instead of saving a couple extra coins, maybe you can drop them in those red ringer buckets, right? With the Salvation Army if you're here in the States. I love you, and I'm so glad you're here on Earth. Let's keep calm and mother on together. 